0: Welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. Get ready to enjoy the show.
1: Hey guys, before we jump into this podcast episode, I wanted to just give you you know, a short bio of who Terry is. Terry Rice is a business development consultant and staff writer at Entrepreneur Magazine. He focuses on helping professional service providers build their brand and revenue. Terry is also an instructor at NYU, where he leads workshops for career-driven individuals. He's a recognized digital marketing expert. His previous experience includes helping clients achieve their business goals while working at Adobe and Facebook. And he is definitely a fellow marketer, digital marketer, uh, a good friend of mine, and we have been interacting a lot on LinkedIn. I've been following a lot of his stuff and seeing his stuff in my feed. So definitely knows marketing, knows his stuff, and he's the only business consultant that I know that has a digital marketing uh, background and can really back that up. So enjoy this episode. I hope this brings you value and please leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. Enjoy.
0: So Tara, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? what inspired me to become an entrepreneur it actually started when i was working at adobe i was a search engine marketing consultant and i was working with some larger clients I remember one time i looked at one of the contracts and i noticed i was billing out at 300 dollars an hour meaning clients were paying adobe 300 dollars an hour for my time and i actually had to book 28 hours a week as part of my my management by objective right so do the math on that it's a lot of yeah money. I was not getting paid $300 an hour though. Right. So I was like, well, that's the value that I bring to the world. I should probably keep more of that money for myself. Now it took me a while to actually get started with that. It wasn't until I left Facebook, but that's when I knew that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. And there was this fear, this, this hesitancy that goes into it because you're like, I have this cushy job, you know, they have great snacks and all this other stuff you don't want to leave. <laughs> um, but eventually, uh, as my daughter was, was on the way, uh, my first kid, I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And that's really what made me make the leap. Yeah, that's interesting. So whenever you saw the $300
1: an hour, were you more kind of like, you know what, I can do this on my own for the same price or for even cheaper, but better quality? Or was it more just, hey, I can control the creativity. I don't like to be limited to what I
0: can do or not do. Really, all I saw was 300 bucks. I didn't think anything behind that. I was just like, I want that. Um, And I, and I I knew like, you know, companies have overhead. I get the point, but I was like, Hell, I mean, to your point, yeah, I would charge 200 bucks if I have to undercut myself essentially to do this. But like, I was just so fixated on that number because there was just so much money that I had never made in my life. Yeah. Um, it would stuck out to me.
1: No, oh, that makes sense. Now you have worked for, you know, well-known companies like you mentioned Adobe uh, and Facebook to name a couple. What did you learn from those experiences that influence how you work with clients now?
0: So right now, what I do is I'm a business development consultant, and I normally help other consultants or uh, maybe agencies, any kind of professional service provider grow their brand and their revenue. And what I learned from working at a company like Adobe and Facebook is how confusing we are to prospects, because we're using all right. this these internal terms and like, you know, this industry jargon, we are like, what the hell are you? you saying like we just make things so much more complicated than they have to be because we don't speak in plain English so now when I'm talking to someone who's a digital marketing consultant or they own a digital marketing agency I'm like dude you got to speak in English I know what LTV means I know what ROAS means I know these things but you're you're losing your audience because for someone to trust you they have to understand you and they can't understand you so I'm much more empathetic for how we're being perceived Uh, By potential uh, partners, Mm -hmm. based on my experience working internally, and beyond that, I mean, especially at um, at Facebook, just the relentless commitment to excellence. Our goal was to be the best business partner that you worked with, no matter what it took, right? So that's that's the level of of effort that I bring into my job as well, but not without sacrificing your health, uh, both mental and physical, or your 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 personal time, because obviously that's, that that comes first, but yeah, those are the major lessons that I took away from it. And that's what I try to pass on to of people as well.
1: Yeah. So when did you know you wanted to become a business
0: consultant? So when I first left Facebook, I was doing account management. I was doing uh, mostly Facebook ads and some Google, mm-hmm. and that was great. But then I realized I could make much more money as a trainer than I could as an account manager. I was making three times more as a trainer uh, versus um, me actually handling the ads. But what happened is I started training other digital marketing consultants. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, can you also help me grow my business? Like you're doing pretty well. Like, how can you help me as well? So like, I guess so. I'm like, well, here's how you get more speaking engagements. You know, here's how you get on podcasts like we're doing right now. Here's how you attract people to you Instead of you being that random person, reaching out on LinkedIn saying, hey, uh, let's connect. And three minutes later, it's like, hey, do you have four hours to talk to me about your business? So <laughs> I started initially with, uh, with helping digital marketing consultants. And there's this one woman, she's like, hey, can you help my husband as well? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what's he do? She's like, well, he offers UX services. And I'm like, sure, maybe. And so that's how it expanded to other disciplines, just a natural extension of me working with the marketers and then moving on to other professional service providers.
1: Yeah, I was also wondering um, why business consultant? Why not marketing consultant? Since you have a ton of marketing, you know,
0: as your background experience. After a while, I feel like you always want to take the next step. It's like, okay, you're doing marketing, but I realize this part is about your business is horrible. And if you don't fix this, all the marketing in the world ain't gonna fix it, right? So, over time, I started giving this other advice, like, hey, it's not all digital marketing. You know, there's form partnerships. Uh, you know, get speaking engagements, whatever it is, that'll help. And I realized, just you know, as I as I matured more, that I could offer more than just the marketing aspect. That's still my core strength, right? right. At the end of the day, like, I'm looking for a closed loop in any activity, like what's the KPI, what's the ROI, so on and so forth. That's the way I think about it, but it's not just, it's not just silo to marketing anymore.
1: Yeah. I like that you have the background uh, with marketing because a lot of business consultants don't have that. And maybe that's something they pass on to something else. So it's added value for you and even your clients. And it's cool that you wanted to deep dot or uh, dive deep into more of the root issue, which is the business than marketing. Marketing just happens to be the cherry on top, right?
0: I think the problem that we have sometimes is we'll treat a symptom of a problem. Hmm. And maybe that is your, your marketing, but the root cause might be something else. Right. And if I only treat the root cause, you're still gonna have problems down the road, right? So it's you having that recognition, you being the expert saying, hey, look, I know you're saying you need help with this, but really it's that you know, that's the problem is like you don't have enough products or your services, you know, don't, don't provide enough value, whatever it is. So when you, you know, get more advanced, you're like, look, I'm done just solving symptoms. Even if that's what you hired me for, Mm -hmm. I want to solve the root cause because that's going to give you the desired outcome that you're looking for.
1: And even now, um, do you like more the marketing or the business side of even your business?
0: I like the fact that I can wake up at four 30 in the morning create some content that provides value to the world and then amplify the reach of it through digital channels. Mm. So it's both, it's me being able to apply like my business savvy and help people through the content I'm creating and the partnerships I create, but then also knowing how to use digital channels to make sure the distribution is there and that we're closing the loop and seeing the benefit of the work that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I've been liking your content on LinkedIn. Uh, You're the only one that I know that's a business consultant that's putting stuff out there consistently. So great job. I really do admire what you're doing and also the valuable
0: content that you're providing. So I've been reading all your posts, just FYI. (laughs) Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. And like really what you're seeing is over the last few years, I've been trying to solve a riddle and the riddle is this, how do you have a business where you're successful but you're not sacrificing your mental health, your physical health, and you also don't have a huge team of people that are sometimes intruding on your peace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and doing so in a way where, you know, you're, you're feeling like you're rewarded not just for what you do, but, but, but who you are. Right. So when you see that content, that's what it is. Cause again, I can wake up, make some great content. Then I'm watching my kids the rest of the day. Like I literally just got back from playing soccer with my daughter, Nice. right? That's, that's, that's the advantage you have when you get rewarded for who you are, not just what you do, but you have to have that content out there. Right. Otherwise you we were like, well, who are you, <laughs> right? You know, why do I know I can trust you? Yeah, and even going to your riddle,
1: like on success is defining success. What is success, right? Everyone has their own um, definition of success, right? Sometimes it's working more. Sometimes it's family time. Sometimes it's like work-life balance. So
0: yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I think the problem is this, like the problem is this, like we let our definition of success get redefined by what we're seeing on social media. You could have been happy as hell doing whatever you're doing for the last few months. And you see someone from high school doing whatever. And you're like, oh damn, now I'm upset. So it's like, that's why you really have to document, you know, your vision and your goals. You know, what do you want to have? Because that comparison, that's the thief of joy. You might've been totally cool, but then all of a sudden you saw Kelly and you're like, damn, man, she's doing this stuff. But you don't want her life. You documented what your life is. So just keep keep on that path and do the actions that are aligned with it. And then you'll be happy for Kelly. Like, hey, cool, glad things are working out, but <laughs> I'm good in my lane right. as well.
1: Oh, that's good. That's valuable principles there. And just points that you're really throwing nuggets of knowledge right there. And um, in regards to you know the services that you provide to your clients, each business, each professional has their own
0: process. Uh, what is your process when it comes to servicing your clients? My process is actually helping my clients come up with a process. That's a big part of it, but to walk you through it, it all starts out with clarity, clarity on what you do, who you do it for, how much you charge, how do you package your service as well? Because that clarity is the precursor to confidence. And the next step from there is your business process. How do you spend less time doing boring admin tasks that drain your energy, time, and talent by leveraging tools, routines, and apps to automate a lot of these admin tasks? Hmm. Now, the problem is that part's boring. So some people are like, can we just skip that and go to the marketing? I want to make a real." <laughs> and I'm like, no, because <laughs> you're going to run into trouble later on if you don't do yeah, these Yeah. Things. Well, yes, the next part is marketing, but it's how do you attract your audience in a way that doesn't feel cheesy or salesy or desperate to the point where they're reaching out to you saying, you know, I saw your company did this, or I saw you on this podcast, this webinar, this post. I like what you're doing, but I also just like you in general, the way that you talk about things. Can we talk about my business so on and so forth? That's the third step. Fourth step is pitching and proposals, but you're not pitching anyone. You're having a conversation and then you're you're, you're prescribing a solution if you have one because think about it this way if you went to a doctor and you like, hey doc i'm under the weather and she just gives you a prescription you would say mm-hmm. don't you want to talk a little first can we can we, can we wrap right, a little right. bit same thing happens so often with 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 professional service providers they're like okay well here's what i got it's like dude like ask a question first right so i walk through that process as well as proposals but proposals again you're, you're getting a yes normally on the on the call so it's more of a formality. The last step from there is fulfillment. That's you delivering on your promises to your clients because the best way to grow your brand is through referrals and testimonials, not sales and marketing. It's also self-fulfillment. You're mm. not sacrificing again, your health, your weekends, whatever it may be in order to achieve uh, the outcomes you look for. So that's my process, five steps, but I want everyone else to have their own process too <laughs> that we can just clearly define and people say, what are you doing, who you do it for?
1: Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to, you know, the reputation, right? Your credibility, your visibility with reviews, do you recommend, um, a certain platform for client reviews or for how to get the, those testimonials? Is it more just website? Is it more just have them take a video or, you know, here's the link for them to put the review in, uh, how do you usually go about that? Because, I feel like there's just so many platforms out there for reviews. And then a lot of clients, and you probably know this, they don't got time for emails or they're just not good at emails, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say this, like, first of all, the best time to ask for a testimonial or some kind of review is after you get praised for doing something. Hey, great job on this. You know, we're really appreciative. Hey, by the way, would you mind making that more structured? (laughs) You know, can you, can you put that on my LinkedIn? Because if you get on your LinkedIn, then you just put on your website too. Right. Mm -hmm. So repurpose it. And then you can have like a screenshot of it and put that on your social media. I did that last week. I just had a screenshot of a testimonial about someone seeing how my one page business plan helped them like launch their business. They were so happy. From that, I booked two calls about my services and landed one of them as a client. Nice. So just from posting a story on Instagram of someone saying, hey, you do good work, thanks. <laughs> Other people mm-hmm. saw it and that's how I'm growing it. So what I would say is, please do ask. I saw this, uh, this, this study, I think it was by Yes Lifecycle Marketing, where it said 84% of customers would give a positive review after a good experience, but only 29% of companies have a formal system of asking for it. So right. there's a huge disconnect there. Just ask mm-hmm. of course they're gonna say no and give me a refund. No, they're just gonna say no, <laughs> right? So they just won't respond. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. No one's gonna like write back. Ha ha. No. So it's it's all good. Like you, that's yourself. That's a self-limiting belief. But unfortunately, if you don't take action on that, you're, you're taking away one of your best marketing tools available, which is third party validation. So mm. in regards to platforms, uh, it, you know, it depends on your industry, you know, it could be trust pilot. It could be Google reviews, depends on your industry. Look, what every else is doing, right. but follow the process I just gave you in order to, in order to get these in the first place.
1: Yeah. Now who is your ideal client?
0: My ideal client. I mean, there's, there's two ways to think about it. One is anyone who's doing marketing, especially digital marketing. It's so easy. Cause I'm like, I can give you all my tools. I'm like, take my old stuff. I don't care. Here's my old lead magnet. Here's my old copy from my website. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Take it. And I can also give those people more referrals because people still reach out to me for help with their digital marketing. And I'm like, I don't do it, but here I'll give it to Mike, right? So that's mm-hmm. easy. But it's also people who are, well, first of all, they, 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 there's usually a business outcome to what they do. Um, I respect life coaches. I think they're great. I don't know how that would work with my model, the way my process works. So right. there would be more of a business outcome like professional services. And then lastly, someone who realizes they have blind spots and they're trusting me to help them overcome that, even if it does mean stepping outside of their comfort zone. So maybe it is posting on LinkedIn, maybe it is you know having a speaking topic, so on and so forth. But if you take away all my tools, <laughs> because you're, you're righteously, you know, kind of reserved mm-hmm. kind of in trouble. Cause I can't help you as much as I was like to. Mm. So someone's almost an, an individual that is aware of where they stand and they're willing to learn and grow. Exactly. And, and personality type doesn't matter. Cause I'm an introvert. People are like, really, you seem like you're not no, I Yeah, just save, you don't seem like an introvert to me. I save my energy for when it counts though. Like right now, I'm gonna have a good conversation with you, I'm enjoying it. But if someone like, you know, five minutes later is like, hey, can I pick your brain about something? I'm gonna say, no, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> or, I'm gonna go play with my kids. <laughs> so it's like, it's that, it's being able to say no without having the guilt because you know that you have to protect your time. Otherwise mm-hmm. I can't show up for calls like this being the best version of myself because I've been drained by other stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you have to do, That's just true. have this, this ruthless prioritization. If you're an introvert, if you want to be able to show up for stuff like this, you have to ruthlessly prioritize, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah, so
1: what has helped you the most as an introvert with you know spacing everything out?
0: I know of being disciplined, all that, right? It's this, I mean, <laughs> I, I realized, hell, now is the best time to be alive as an entrepreneur, as a professional service provider, anyone who has value to offer to the world through their knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to connect with people, to make them aware of not just your knowledge, but your personality, but you do have to get yourself out there a little bit. You do have to post on social, right? Right. You do have to get on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is great if you don't want to actually be on video, you know, do your thing. Um, But for you to let that hold you back is a disservice to your talent. And in my case, to my family and those that I can support and inspire. Mm -hmm. So really, that's how I, that's how I think about it. It's like, there's never been a better chance to be alive for someone in my position. Yeah. You gotta take advantage of it. Take advantage of
1: it. And videos, not everyone's a video person. I mean, in my opinion, but yeah. I mean, you've been pumping out those videos and they've been good. Well, here's the thing. My first videos
0: were garbage. I think most people's straight, are, right? They were straight garbage. <laughs> I looked scared and angry at the same time, if you can imagine <laughs> that. Um, and my, my problem is I paid money for it too. I paid like $2,000 to get these videos created. And it's like, they were horrible. I, I should actually play them now uh, just to kind of make fun of myself, but you can't skip over the part where you kind of suck a little bit. Mm. And I think that's the problem. People want to avoid that, that suffering or that uneasiness. You can't skip that. You have to evolve the way to become a better writer is to write the way to get better on video is to get on video. Right. You can't wish this stuff to happen. Right. Totally. So I had to go through all these things and you know, that's, that is what it is.
1: Yeah. No, I like that. Now, lastly, do you have any advice or tips for our audience?
0: I would say this. I mean, no matter what your goal is, there's probably someone who's done it before you, or at least something similar. So there's a three-step process for you to achieve this goal. It's the ATM solution, the actions, tools, and mindset that are aligned with that. So study these people, right? See what they've done, how they prepared themselves, how they've ascended. But normally you want to find someone who's like, maybe like a few years ahead of where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Because someone who's done it like 15 years ago or 20 years ago, that's how they built their brand. They're like, oh, well, you take out an ad in the yellow pages and it's like, that shit doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> so you want to find someone who's found success in modern times uh, using more modern approaches. But really you want to do that and reverse engineer success and then put your own spin on it. But like, it doesn't have to be so hard. Yes, it's going to be challenging, but it doesn't have to be confusing if you just use those guides and those mentors, even if they are more remote, uh, to help you figure out what you want to do. Well, hey, Terry, I appreciate the tips, the
1: advice, and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it's
0: been great. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: All right, guys, that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. And please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. And lastly, make it a great day.